Material Components, Season 2, Episode 33, The Dark Below. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Yeah. yeah. You betcha. Hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. Hello, I am Michael, and I am playing Oswald, Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is Michael Lisman. Do uh, you remember? Yes, Michael Gargoni. Do you remember what happened last time? I sure do, because once again, we reviewed it. Right before we started recording. Just open you up that door. Attention to show it. The, how the sausage gets made. Come on, man. No, this this is exactly how it's meant to be. Um, oh, that's that smell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, last time on Material Components, our uh, lovable heroes landed on Rafas and met with Overseer Lufka, uh, a representative of, I want to say... The name is, should have written it down in my notes. Womack and Sons. Thank you. Representative of Womack and Sons about the incident on the far side of the moon. Uh, perhaps uh, it turns out there was an excavation site that a university was was uh, looking into until the attack. Once the attack happened from these children of A-tier, well, they got out of here as well as one of uh, Lofka's employees, the sounding engineer, and uh, a little bit after that, so did the scientists. So now we are heading to and have arrived at this dig site, which is apparently like thrumming with some kind of ominous energy, like a like a heartbeat. But yeah, it's just seeping into into just the void of space. So that's fun. Uh, and that's where we find ourselves. Specifically with your ship's enhanced monitors, you had detected a strange signal from the dig site. One that did indeed replicate a thrumming that most reminded you of a heartbeat. That signal seems to be an absence of etheric emanations that is broadcasting out from this place, and that is rather concerning. As yeah. it is very similar to some recent readings you've taken out in the void. That perilous green dimension through which all spaceships travel when they warp across the galaxy. Yay. I'm keeping my eye on you, Florian. <laughs> Florian, secret bad guy, calling it now. Yes! Oh, oh no, you've uncovered my plot. <laughs> Mike, if we get down to the bottom of this this dig site and it's just a bunch of uh, uh, like raver kids under a bridge, I'm gonna be real mad. Yeah, my people. Yes, that's yeah. my the big scientist, twist. The scientists didn't leave; they're just taking a party break. <laughs> yeah, an indefinite party break. Right. It's yes. that one episode of Samurai Jack. 
Exactly. But leastways, Oracle Zero has arrived at this university dig site here on the far side of Rafas, and there you have discovered the remnants of the attack by the children of Aetir, that terrorist organization that you've been tracking for the last few weeks. This is the second location you've visited that has been a recent victim of the children of Aetir, and yet more mounting evidence you find that suggest, and not even suggest, outright you've seen video evidence of their military-grade hardware that they're wielding. The knowledge you have that many a disaffected soldier from both sides of the recent conflict known as the Shattering make up the members of the children of Aetir. Do, but the only confirmed member we have is an Empire guy, right? Correct. Okay. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't. And remember by we, we, and by we, Olivia means everybody but Amari, because uh, as per usual, uh, Reed is hoarding information. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he revealed it on accident. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I had told you, in yeah. which case I hadn't actually told you. I was thinking that I should tell you, so I imagined that I had. That sounds like an excuse to me. Perfect. It's, a, it's the only one I got. <laughs> by hook or by crook, you do all now know that there is possibly some Dominion connection to the children of Aetir in the form of a former member of... Amari's old division, the Golden Mane. At the very least, they have some of that division's hardware. Yeah. Now we find Oracle Zero on the precipice of a dark umbilical tunnel leading from the ruins of a bunker, essentially, set up on the outside of this moon. It was at one time meant to house the staff of a university research team that has since been attacked and run off by these erstwhile terrorists. Most of you, in fact all of you, wear thin, kind of segmented spacesuits which cover various sections of your body and create airtight seals. You know you have now less than an hour's worth of oxygen and the door opening, you find yourselves walking into an airlock. Would my would I, would one of us have like a timer essentially, just like something to? I would assume we we would uh, just like thirty minutes, and we start heading back because it would theoretically be the same amount of time to get back as it would be to leave. So yeah, uh, yeah, we gotta. Yeah. All of your spacesuits have a normally. fairly basic heads-up display that reads with oxygen levels, mm -hmm. uh, basic quantums of gravity that you have access to. The gravity here is way less than you're used to. Does it uh, keep track of ammunition? No. Because <laughs> no? <Okay. laughs> all the guns are magic. Come on. Keep up. Come on, Lisman. Inherently, the guns don't run out of ammo in this system. Well, we do. So okay, so people it's just do an aether, an aether pool. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go, right there. Perfect. So yes, Oracle Zero, do you enter this airlock? 
Oh, hell yeah. All right. Let's Guns do it. Blazing. Let's start shooting. <laughs> this, this empty. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should, com- we should compromise the integrity of the airlock. I think that'll I think help. I think that's a great idea. It can't hurt us if it's if it's dead. So. <laughs> now, by its very nature, you will have to leave behind the generator you are using to power this door as it is actively hooked up to the door and supplying it with power. So if you want to be able to exit as quickly as you are entering, leaving it hooked up would probably be the wise thing to do. It's in no danger of running out of energy anytime soon for this basic function. Great. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's in no danger of running away, and I was like, man, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those crafty moon bandits who are here to steal your generators. Do you have that power, Mike? True, he does have have that power. (laughs) No, the crafty moon bandits do not live on this moon. Leastways. Duma, Duma, you have permission to kill any crafty moon bandits you see. (laughs) Oh, Duma hates those crafty moon bandits. (laughs) (laughs) Do they steal on moons? Do they steal moons? Uh, Why not? They're so crafty, they can do both. They're they're mostly made of moon. Yeah. It's like Ego the Living Planet, but a moon. They, yeah. Do they live in a secret moon base? Possibly. They are the secret moon base. Whoa. Oh, shit. oh, shit. They broke it up, so it's harder to find. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. One day, we'll Voltron together to create the final moon base. As you enter this airlock, and it seals behind you, you can tell that this functions not only as an airlock, but a decontamination chamber. Ooh. So there is a hiss and transfer of pressure, and you can feel that there are panels of emerald aethite beneath you as gravity asserts itself for a moment. Nice. And there is pressurized blasts of disinfectant steam that jet out over you and sterilize the outside of your spacesuits. It seems as though the People at this research facility didn't want contaminants getting into their dig site. Or out of. That last bit. That last bit. That's really concerning, honestly. Once the door finishes cycling, and you have been sprayed down properly, you can see little bits of condensation that have formed on the visors of your spacesuits, even now freezing and cracking, with no oxygen still to speak of on the outside. There is no warmth in this place so any moisture is left to freeze and crack and break away into dust the door in front of you opens and you see a long semicircular tunnel leading down beneath your feet you can see corrugated metal stairs that are laid out in a long strip over the bare surface of the moon So this dome has been sealed onto the surface of the moon itself. Nice. There's still no air in here. And as soon as you're out of the airlock chamber, gravity becomes wonky again. Based on the experience you all have had at spaceships, you could tell that there's probably some kind of magnetic system in the stairs that your boots aren't equipped to utilize. Mm. Damn it. Always forget about the magnet boots. And yes, in front of you, there's a long, dark tunnel 
the power you supplied the to the door does not extend into this tunnel. So whatever lights you have are those that you bring with you. Is there a railing? Like the, the data pad, like... <laughs> I thought we had lights attached no, to our we keep. I keep saying this. We have, like, the little Silent Hill of, yeah. of vest it's, flashlights. Exactly. It's funnier if it's just our data pad lights, though. <laughs> Is this isn't a horror movie yet. <laughs> What part about the vampire spaceship suggested this wasn't a horror movie? Well, that one was the horror movie. It's like an anthology. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, the being, uh, like, waking up tied to, or, like, strapped to beds with our, like, brains fused together. I feel like this is, in fact, a horror movie. <laughs> We've just been in dead space this whole time. <laughs> No, we haven't got to the dead space shit yet. Whoops. <laughs> All dead space. Proceeding forward reason? with your vest lights and data pads and glowing accoutrement, you head down the stairs. There is not really a railing to speak of. Again, there's some kind of magnetic system here that you can't utilize that would make a railing useless. Space OSHA is going to be fucking pissed. Well... Bring that up with the, the college board of directors and their ability to give out funds. I Are will. Are we Space yeah. OSHA? You're not, not Space OSHA. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, well, I'll start writing down infractions. But yeah. I feel like their response is going to be, you should have brought magnetic boots. Those are standard for this sort of dig. <laughs> Clearly it's not standard if we don't have them. Oracle Zero is anything but standard. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, we get paid the big bucks. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> you already know from the outside that this umbilical stretches about 50 meters before it reaches the larger opaque dome that you saw from the outside that, in theory, sealed off the dig site. As you come down these steps, you suddenly realize that this tunnel goes a lot farther than that because it stops being a sealed semicircle of material that creates tunnel and you start just moving through a bored hole in the moon. You can see moon rock above you with very clean lines as though this has been blasted through with some kind of precise cutting equipment. But that doesn't last very long. It quickly opens up into a much larger chamber. Several hundred yards across, and based on the dome you saw above, you can tell that the actual interior of this dig site is much larger than the dome. The dome just covered what was exposed to the sky, if you can call Oof. the, the up parts. Yeah, up into space. To stop meteorite impacts, essentially. Yeah, But the dig site itself stretches out for a great ways uh, away from where the hole is. You can see the hole when you look up. You can see kind of the, the, the dome above you covering what would normally be a view up into space. Down here, you can see an intricate latticework of levels. It looks like this excavation is cut into three distinct levels in a large circular-ish pattern you're pretty sure something impacted from above and collapsed down 
possibly revealing this structure when some kind of impact occurred on the moon itself. So what you're walking into essentially is the sinkhole that got revealed when something broke through the surface of the moon. Hmm. And coming out from this tunnel, you're at the lip of the top level of one of what appears to be three, and there's a big hole in front of you going down with layers of what look like hallways, almost, around in this collapsed circular pattern in front of you. So you've got this big hole directly in front of you, and then kind of curving off to the side, there are walkways, or what are probably just the remnants of a floor. The guardrails in front of you were added after the fact. The floor has clearly been punched through several levels by whatever this impact was. So Is there, like, scaffolding in place still? Like, from yes. the... Okay. And the scaffolding I want to make sure was, this thing won't collapse. <laughs> no. And the scaffolding was clearly added after the fact to kind of brace certain areas of this site. Because what appears at first to be just, like, more moon... You can clearly see that there has been a lot of work put into the fact that they have cleaned up some of these petrified ruins to reveal machinery or it's it's artificial. You know that much. Mm -hmm. the, the floor looks too smooth. It looks too uniform. But at this point, it's been almost totally calcified by stone. The walls also appear way too smooth and there's this intricate diamond pattern that kind of zigzags across the center where the eye line might be. It's almost artistic in nature. It might have been colorful once, but at this point it's all just gray kind of moon rock, but it's clearly been brushed and dug at very, very carefully. There are little placards up in certain locations that have numbers on them, probably listing distinct sites that the research team could keep track of. And you can tell that these hallways stretch off all around you. You think this dig site's way bigger than the dome above you would suggest. And it stretches off into dark corridors and tunnels all around you. Do the tunnels... Uh, do we get the impression that the tunnels were there before this sinkhole opened up? Or is this all afterwards in an effort to sort of excavate? You think the excavation probably revealed the tunnels. Okay. So the gotcha. tunnels had been filled in at a certain point, but the excavation has been to reveal the natural, or not natural, the artificial shape that was created here. It's very similar to how one excavates a, a pyramid that you find buried somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, there are probably sealed chambers that have never experienced outside interference and are pristine and intact, but a lot of the exterior chambers have been filled in over time by dust and sand or dirt and vegetation, and you have to slowly work at clearing those out to access the inner chambers. The problem with this site is whatever the interior chambers were, were completely destroyed by whatever the impact was. So they're working outward. Gotcha. How, like ubiquitous is information about god's tech because we kind of know that that's what this that's what they were investigating right. here mm -hmm. is this recognizable as like oh this is like an ancient whoever developed god's tech do we have is are there any like universal theories on 
what no. happens? Okay. Because God's tech is weird, and it's also a catch-all term. God's right. tech just means it's ancient, we don't understand how it works, and it was here long before we developed any of our technology. And it doesn't so work on the same principles. It's like the academic, like, distinction of prehistorical or, yeah. Yeah, yeah like Zune. Get... <laughs> <laughs> or like Bronze Age is a big catch-all yeah. term in yeah. history. Yeah. Because it covers a, a ton of time that we know almost nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like Zune. Or, yes, in fact, oh, like the Zune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During mm-hmm. the Zune era? Pretty sure. Yeah. Zune era. The first uh, one was actually know, made of stone. Historians, long please ago. refer to the dates between, hey, Mike, later insert the dates that the Zune was active, because I don't want to look it up, uh, like uh, as the Zune era. <laughs> and the problem with God's tech overall, in terms of classifying it, is again... Th- it functions on principles that are not the technological basis that the universe functions on right now. So etherics isn't something that God's tech, if it does interact with, it's not in a way that it's not powered by etherics. It's not uh, operated by etherics. It is, but it's mm, something it's distinct from like cog tech as well. Right. Or do they, is there overlap? Not necessarily, no. CogTech is understandable in that it is chemical functions that can be understood, processes mechanically that can be understood, and there is a a fundamental underlying... Like, the Cog can still use etheric, so they're not going to disregard the usage of it entirely. Mm -hmm. But whereas uh, a Cog bullet might be fired with gunpowder, an etheric bullet might be fired using the energy of your body, a God's Tech bullet already appeared in the person last week before you fired the gun. Oh, no. I want it's, one of those, please. fucking... fucking, uh... Tenet. So it is recognizably different than uh, Cog Tech. Um, yes. Interesting. But there are... God's Tech can be so many things, though. There are... God's tech trees where they can determine that the root systems of trees on different planets are actually connected via some form of quantum entanglement. There is God's tech areas in some worlds where rivers flow uphill because of some God's tech device. It defies physics, it defies normality, and it's weird and old, and people just usually study it and try to accept how it works. Or sometimes they... whole little towns will crop up around God's tech devices that do something with the environment. Do they need? Do they have like a power source that they rely on, or do they just kind of they just kind of go? It depends from device to device. That's true. Some God's tech is powered in such a way that it will shut down eventually, and you hope you can figure out how. Some God's tech just seems to work ad infinitum. God's tech is weird. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people use that phrase as just like, well, it's technology we don't understand. It's God's tech. So it's a just a big catch-all. So looking at the walls and the, the, the artificial nature of this place, calling it God's tech is... This place is just a ruin. There's nothing special yeah. that you see immediately, I guess. 
Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I was just wondering if it's, like, recognizable in the way that, like, okay, I'm not an archaeologist, but if I saw, like, an Egyptian ruin, I would be like, ah, I know what that is. It's no. old as hell. Stuff like that exists where even a non-expert could say, like, oh, that's fairy stuff. I know it's weird and I don't know anything about it, but I can recognize fairy stuff. This mm -hmm. is way older, way weirder. And, and and there's never any sort of like labeling on anything. It's just there. If there was, would we be able to understand the language? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just curious if there is like anything, any, in the same way that uh, Olivia was just describing like ancient Egyptian, there tends to be like hieroglyphs associated with it. So you would know that there's some sort of civilization associated with this. Yeah, this yeah. is just some tech thing with nothing else associated with it at all yeah nothing on the walls like none of you are experts so you wouldn't necessarily know any of that if there are telltale god's tech stuff you don't know it well it's even like if we... uh it's like atlantis in the movie atlantis the lost empire where it's like oh this is actually this was actually all writing this whole time and we didn't know that zigzag pattern mm. Okay, gotcha. That's what I'm calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in Braille. <laughs> I'm just saying what kind of what everyone knows about God's tech is it's old, it's weird. Yeah. If there is more distinguishing features to it, that's an area of academia that none of you specialize in. Do we see any but do we see any like symbols or patterns or anything on that? Walls. There look to be artistic patterns. If there is some deeper meaning to them, you don't know what they are. They're geometric shapes. That's okay. Like I said, uh, diamonds like and take, rhombuses. Take some pictures, you know. Sure. So yes, the catwalk stretches off to your left and to your right. You can tell that there are intervening tunnels that section off from there. There is also a large ramp-like structure that leads down and the start of the ramp is directly in front of you. Did we There's... see... Oh, go ahead. Go. No, you go. Uh, did we see any example of, like, quarters for people, who, like... Obviously, we just kind of went straight into the excavation site, but is there, like, quarters for where people live when they're not delving into the madness of this of this deep You pit? literally walked through the wall into that place on the way here. Okay. That was the that was the building that was destroyed by the children of Atir. Oh, okay, gotcha. So the building is gone. There's not really anything. I mean, there it's was not, stuff there. Not... Yeah, we we. It was like the a hole had been blown in like the mess hall section of that, but the implication right. was that that whole little bubble was their like living quarters. Now I know we walked all the way down here, but. Would it make sense to look through the quarters of the people who lived here to try and get a sense of what happened before we just kind of stumble blindly into uh, is that experience points? Is that is that what you're saying? I have them to spend. So you you would have noticed that almost anything of use would have been packed up and taken out of here. Okay, gotcha. So I guess yeah. there's not like logs or or anything they weren't in a huge hurry necessarily no they didn't flee this place they were attacked and then after the fact they left yeah okay 
in the in the same vein of seeing what other activity may have happened here the big hole at that kind of base camp location i would assume you know is created by the mech um that they are utilizing is there any other evidence in this larger space that that mech had access to this at all like looking around did they have access mm. through the dome or anything no it's just that single instance a mech of the size of the one you know you're dealing with, a Seraph class battle armor, wouldn't have fit through the tunnel you walked through. Yeah. Okay. So and they couldn't get through the giant like dome that's covering everything either. It could have. It, it might it have didn't. with the right ordinance, but it didn't. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they just used it to open a hole in the like the entryway, and that was it the living quarters of the people right. who were yeah. probably to yeah, take out a large swath of people. And also if they knew what they were coming in for, they might not have wanted to like just blow a hole in the dig site. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you also mentioned that last time there, I remember this correctly. There were signs of like struggle with them. Yeah. You saw bloodstains in the right. living quarters. None of that was translated to these other areas at all. Just that one space. Not that you've seen yet. Okay. Did we ever get a potential like headcount uh, for the number of people that would have been here researching this at all? The overseer didn't was like pretty un like hands off. Yeah. Okay uninformed based, about that based on your rough estimations of just size of the living quarters around mm -hmm. 30 maybe at most yeah you have no idea how much the university was springing on for a research team here the thing with researching god's tech and some another bit of ubiquitous knowledge would be sometimes it can be highly lucrative sometimes it can be a wild goose chase you it's could for find a university a, it's not about the profit right <laughs> <laughs> but but even in terms of renown, it's sometimes yeah. you're just digging through rocks. No, I was being facetious because yeah. it usually is about right. I'm gonna have to say money. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to say I start like digging around to look for shit, but I kind of want to start looking around to dig for shit. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Like physically digging in the ground or just like going they're, through yeah, stuff? They're not here anymore. I need to take up their mantle of responsibility. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to get this fucking job done. I just Parents had to clarify. Are tuition. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, like, I want to, like, if I can investigate one of these, like, hallways, you know, that's sure. wrapping around, find okay. something before we necessarily <laughs> descend into this literal pit. The only sound as you walk through this place is one of two things. Either the somewhat distorted voices of your companions, because as noted last time, as you're speaking over personal comms, that strange energy pulse is distorting your words that are transferred via etherics. So there will be moments as you're speaking when your voice suddenly gets a little louder and that pulse is continuous and it makes talking somewhat disquieting and if you're not speaking to each other the only sound you hear is the sound of your own breathing in your helmet as you traipse through this empty space 
What do I have to do to get like Spotify? In my <laughs> uh, a simple earpiece would be enough, I should think. Get a yes. little earbud in there. You... No problem. Yeah. Hell yeah. Space Trucker by Deep Purple plays as you walk Hell down yeah. these empty hallways. <laughs> Amari, as you come off the main entryway and left or right? Let's go left. Cutting left, you see that there are several corridors that have been painstakingly opened up by excavation equipment. Equipment that is no longer here, but you can see that based on the way the walls have been cleaned away in this precise manner, that they have scraped away bit of mo bits of moon in order to reveal the artificial nature of the hallway. Which... Hmm? Yes? I'll continue. F finish your sentence, and then I will ask my question. Sorry. The first hallway you come across on the left, like I said, opens, is has been opened up, and has clearly only been opened up to a certain length. As you shine a light down here, you can see that about 10 meters down, the coloration of the walls and ceiling and floor suddenly changes, as though whatever calcification happened only happened to an extent down this hallway. And then once they excavated past a certain point, it reveals more of the possibly original construction here. Is there any signs, even from like the main area of like that, like not that irregular excavation work being done? Like say maybe a mech, fucking busted through no we can make it happen though i could just make a call it's super easy <laughs> a little fob key Boop. yeah so far evidence seems to suggest that whoever was piloting the mech disembarked to get to this location if they even came in here yeah okay you actually do not know what the children of a tier's activities were beyond a certain point here yeah, it was more just to, like, maybe establish if they just... Because we, we don't even know if they just showed up or if they knew that there was something specific here. We haven't really gotten that far yet. True. It is, I mean, it is really weird, though, that they would show up on this planet and then specifically target... I, I meant, I meant more like... Yeah. like oh, they maybe knew that there was powerful gods tech here, or, oh, they knew it was a doomsday device that could right. do whatever. And whatever. That's what I'm saying, is it? it's weird, especially if they knew that. Yeah. You know what would be really cinematic? If I were to go on to the the net and look up who was on this dig and call somebody and have them explain what happened as we're walking through the ruins... I think there's reception great. down here. Yeah, how's reception Full down bars? here? bars? Terrible, in fact. Oh, beans. We could act it out. We could pretend. Pretty cinematic. The internet dial-up sound. What is that heartbeat? <laughs> in fact, that seems to be what's causing connection issues. Cool, hate it. Weird. So, Oracle Zero, what do you do? Yeah, just kind of futz around for a bit. We only have 30 minutes before we have to start heading, so we should be a little more, like, focused. Um, 
there's no no signs of any sort of like disturbance that would seem hmm. nothing beyond the and I make a survival roll to friggin see if I yes. can find some stuff okay oh, shit. I was trying to like roll dice but yeah. <laughs> I just I was Supposed trying to, to I was I was trying to get there without specifically saying can I roll this skill oh that's fair I, I I love it when my players ask me if they are allowed to roll to figure out things. Yeah, after you, after Olivia's done, I may have something I need to roll for, I suppose. Sure. Well, figure out which Should dice you're using. I have. See, my thing is, I don't want to leave it up to dice because if I do that, I won't figure shit out. <laughs> well, Reed also won't figure it out, but that, I can blame it on. That is a a way to play the game, I suppose. How hard of a roll is this? This is a baseline easy roll, but uh, the higher you roll, the more... Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Because I already threw some aether in there and got a 20. 20, that's excellent. Just five more. No, I'm just... um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) With a 20... On a survival, you can, just based on your immediate surroundings, you can tell that if this is a clock face and you are coming in at the six o'clock number, you can tell that over at about three o'clock or around this big impact crater that you're standing at the lip of, there is the other tunnel entrance that presumably leads to the research lab pod. That was the Ooh. second pod you saw up on the surface. Okay. That's, That's yeah, I'm assuming the direction we, yeah. Over there, there is clear signs of something heavy bending the staircase leading up. Very heavy, you would assume footfalls, making the stairs uneven and jagged. So they did bring them back down it doesn't seem that big. But something, yeah. Okay. I will... Again, tunnel's not that big. Yeah. I will just explain that to the group. It's also very clear from that position, once you're there, that some of the gangway leading down into the spiraling ramp has been shifted and unsettled. Some of its mooring shaken loose. As though there was maybe some kind of struggle that shook some of that loose. It's not damaged or really broken by any means, but it's definitely, with that high of a roll, noticeable that something loosened the scaffolding here, which would imply, again, something heavy moving very rapidly or someone actively working to loosen it. But that would imply that they were trying to bring it down, and that didn't happen. I mean, there's easier ways to bring stuff down. Right. Is it, is it so mangled as to be, like, impossible to get up that way? No. Okay. It's just clear to you by your uh, keen sight that something hit, something very heavy hit this thing at speed enough to kind of jar it uh, from its mooring just a little bit. Lorian, what do your Toro eyes see? Um... <laughs> 
I see a lot of metal. God, this is just a lot of rocks. metal. There's rocks and metal in here. Damn. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm thinking probably that that away. Uh, yes. I think that is exactly what we need. Okay. Great. And again, as you're talking, there are those weird inflection points as the pulse hits every few moments. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Getting to that gangway, it's easy enough to traverse. It, Like I said, it's a ramp to spirals down. You can tell that there are three landings, one at the top one you're at. There's one below you that empties out into whatever the second level of this place is, and then the bottom level that sprawls out into darkness that is what's beneath you. The impact crater itself is close to 75 yards wide, and everything in that zone that is topped by the dome above you is just gone. So whatever was left to research there does effectively doesn't exist anymore. Mm. But at each landing, you can see that there are... I mean, this was clearly an artificial structure of some kind that they've been excavating here, and there are a series of hallways, some of which are the more dark, petrified stone look of uh, something that has bits of the moon seeping into it, and some of it is this darker, polished stone, and it Maybe there is something of note in that in and of itself, because you're on a moon. There's no water here to drip in to calcify things. There's no tectonic movements to make this. It seems like the the stonework of this place has just leached the qualities of the moon. That in and of itself is odd. Yeah. But you said the the the, the parts that did that or the parts that were uncovered, right? The stuff that they've recently dug up seemed to be right. just fine. They've chipped away stone and debris to reveal this petrified building. So they're they're digging around just deep enough before they reveal what is clearly was artificial at some point, but it still looks like it's made of moon rock. And then at certain points, it bleeds and like, dissolves into this darker stone, artificial, whatever the original construction of this place was. And it's not a material you recognize. It's almost like it oxidated, but, like, not... There's no oxygen, so... Right. Not that. Could it be possible that it was uh, a part of a larger body, a celestial body, at one point? Maybe. And you said you said we didn't recognize the material? Some kind of darkish stone, you think? You haven't really gotten close enough to it's not the, the, the poly steel you're used to seeing most things in space made of. It's not the dark imported woods you've seen in very rich, wealthy places. Mm. It's not the off colored plastics you might see in cheaper locations. You don't know what it is. If it's work stone, it's not of the natural surroundings. Can I try and maybe do a few tests to, to figure out what it might be using my planetology uh, skill? Sure. Okay. What am I looking at as far as a uh, challenge here? 
this would be a it'd be pretty incredible if you could just eyeball this stuff and know what it was. <laughs> scrape off a little, you know, smell it, do, do a little taste. You're test, in a spacesuit. In chemicals. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> ignore all of those things. I just you poke want, it enough. If you, you want to crack, take the helmet off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <gasps> you. I don't need to breathe. Actually, uh, <laughs> sucking a breath in before exposing to no, the vacuum it's is true. It's bad. It's probably <laughs> the worst thing you bad. can do. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, I guess it would be pretty incredible. Uh, I'm going to spend one aether point, or I'm going to spend one aether to use my mastermind trait. Sure. Uh, he's going to. And keep uh, in mind, you could just spend four void dice and make it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that funny. seems like a good I choice. I just want to remind people that that's it. an option. It's, it's it's an option. Yeah, option. exactly. No, it's true. Yeah. So the the fog clears and suddenly uh, focus is attained, uh, and he does his best to figure out what these this interesting mysterious stone is. Fifteen. You're looking for a twenty-five. Yeah. So no. <laughs> so uh, take the failure and get an XP, or you can spend some void dice. I think I will. I'll take the failure, but I will also take some of this uh, material just for study for later. How do you go about doing that? Clearly, I, if I spend the experience point I just got, I can have a jar to <laughs> keep uh, materials. I'm just in. wondering where you found a, like a rock pick or something. Yeah, like how do you get it off the wall? I mean, you know, I just peck at it. I'm still wearing a helmet. <laughs> No, no, no. I want to see how this plays out. Go on. I, I would prefer to see you peck at it without a helmet because, again, it's like stone. Mm. And you're mm -hmm. a yeah. bird man. Yeah. I also don't have a beak. I have uh, a snoot. Like a little I snoot. Yeah. yeah. I suppose there's no loose bits that I can, I can like, a, like a stone. There are plenty of stone. stones, but it's all moon rock. Or it looks like it's done that strange... Like Olivia said, almost oxidation of if it, if this was the original material, now it looks like moonstone. There's no readily accessible like leftover tools from this all this excavation that I could help find. There's got to be something around here. They were gathered, right? Because yeah, I mean, like, they took their stuff with them because they weren't fleeing necessarily. But they didn't yeah, they leave like there. one little tiny hammer. Like, a, what about a good pipe? Like a good pipe. If you wanted to pry a pipe out of the scaffolding, you could do that. Oh, hey, that's an I'll idea. get you a pipe. I'll get you. Yeah. A, I'll get you a pipe. Yeah, I, w I would like to see this. Make sure it's not load barren. <laughs> Hold on, let me start recording really quick. No reason. <laughs> and you want to just wang on one of these walls until you get a chip of it? Yes. This is okay. going to go well. Let's wake up whatever's sleeping in here. I love it. <laughs> How much do I need to pry off? Just a, a, oh, a just like uh, a little bit of handrail. It's fine. Easy. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, yeah, cool. Yoink. Here, here you go. <laughs> yeah, here, here you go. Oswald, Oswald reels stupid. back. And... Well, uh, it's not like a swing. I'm not a, I'm not a, a big beefy boy like my good <laughs> friend over here. Oh. Oh my god, if he hits himself in the face with it, you can put it on D Wake's funniest home videos. <laughs> oh, for sure. I want uh -huh. I want Space Bob Saget to comment on this. <laughs> Actually, if we think about it, 
but it would get my name out there. It might. Is that what you want to be known for? So Oswald, you no. want to chip at the wall with this? Yeah, just kind of scrape, a little, little bit of scraping, you know. Okay. Uh, the scraping seems to have, whatever this material is, it is, you, you're sharpening this pipe. You're not carving the wall. Interesting. Okay. But now you have a tool, and that makes you better than most creatures. So <laughs> Yes. I got a stabby stick. Um, I guess Death I mean. from the knees down. <laughs> Ankles beware. And I'm just going to say that this happened on the second landing when you tried to kind of come at this. Especially considering the on the second landing that weird dark stone is much closer in to the impact crater as opposed to the upper layers that seems to have shifted, transmuted in some fashion. Hmm. Does the pattern of this material, does it look like it's from whatever impact that happened? That's that's where the oxidation or... No. Based on what you're seeing as you get lower, it looks like it, it leached down from the surface. It leached? Oh, interesting. Well, are we going to... Do you where, continue where to go down we? or do you want to explore the second level some more? Did we want to go to the, the research pod? Or I guess they wouldn't have anything up there if they took all their stuff. Don't know mm. until we try. Yeah. How much, uh, what are what time are we at? You've got about 40 minutes of oxygen left. Research pod, sure. Okay, yeah, we'll start there. That makes yeah. sense. So you head back up? Yeah, you know, I got okay. overzealous looking at some rocks. Heading we'll back up. I need to buy some glow sticks. Next time, so I can throw them into dark corners. You head over to the research pod. Again, the stairs are all bent and busted by something heavy trotting on them. And moving up the stairs, you know that you can see that this corridor is a little bit wider than the one you came down from the habitation pod. Namely, it looks as though there was some kind of cargo lift built into the side of the tunnel that could move alongside the the staircase not a big one but something big enough that it's like i'm not going to be lugging tools and equipment up and down these stairs when i can have a perfectly serviceable little platform that can drag stuff up and down the 50 meters i need to go and when you get to the top of those stairs you find another airlock i assume without power you assume correctly mm. yeah i believe three of you still have your little battery packs mm-hmm would like I mean, we, the honors we could also just i just press my hand to it and i put an aether in there and it has power use Ooh. one of your aether die i mean it, 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 me. we gotta go fairly quick because i don't know how long that's gonna oh actually yeah uh i'm gonna drag like a desk over and like prop it like just something to prop the door open well you gotta get through the airlock first there's no true. desks in the stairwell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. mean once kind of I, yeah. I just I just mean like <laughs> I just mean like once we get up there, assuming right. it doesn't open and then immediately seal again, I'm going to put something in the way so that it doesn't okay. yeah. well, opening the door and getting through the airlock, it's another decontamination process. Your aether lasts that long, mostly because of your savant nature, and 
getting through the other side, you want to dash in and grab something big and heavy to wedge the doors open? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd absolutely. like to roll for it. Yeah, absolutely. This sounds like an athletics roll if I ever heard one. Yay! Also, it's very swift, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less yay. <laughs> this is a, I'm going to say a hard roll. These doors don't, aren't meant to be, this shouldn't be a thing you can do. <laughs> Art, that's 20, right? Correct. Cool. A airlocks don't like being wedged open. <laughs> Strangely enough. So, I got a 14. So, mm. how separated is the party now? <laughs> Are you taking the failure? Yes. Okay. Because that speed. seems funnier to me. It's less about how separated the party is, and more about the condition you take when the door closes on you, Florian. Oh, ouchie. Flat iron. That's the condition I take. <laughs> the rest of you manage to drag Florian out of this airlock door, and you find yourselves in the research pod now. You got through, stupid. but yes. Florian, are you alright? I recommend uh... once the door is been opened no need to stick around well, someone else has to put aether in to get out she's like like pressing his potentially dislocated shoulder like oh, i'm sure we can manage um no need to start. no need to risk your health and safety listen we all been injured by our doors before that's pointed true. look at Oswald. <laughs> That's very true. Yes. Mm. You find yourself in a large, almost is just a big warehouse at this point. There are tables in here set up at different stations. It's like the kind of thing you see in the back of a mu museum. These big vaulted rooms meant to do research and study in. So the Tables are clearly individual research stations. Each one's equipped with built-in lights and certain tool stations off to one side. Imagine a, a a dentist's tool rig that is kind of clamped to the side of a lamp when you have all those different cords leading off of it that have the different brushes and water and suction and all that other stuff. But in this case, it's little tiny drills and water and suction and <laughs> little so, like, air that blows. <laughs> They're... Nothing like a dentist office. <laughs> uh, so this, but these, like... are, these are still all complete, it seems. Yes. Uh, they seem to be attached to the floor in some way that does not make them... Like, it's part of the construction of this building. Mm -hmm. This is like their like clean room kind of, like... There are certainly sections of this building that are probably set aside for clean, and you see, like, flaps of material set up to designate certain sections that were probably for isolated paraphernalia. You don't know what they were dragging out of this place to research, so you're not entirely sure. And for the most part, this place is pretty empty. There's garbage little scraps of paper here and there left behind nothing of value necessarily what is striking is the fact that 
a few of the tables directly ahead of you as you come out into the space have been overturned, which is impressive because most of the tables here are bolted to the floor. Uh. So as you're coming in and seeing that, you can see that it's not that they've been flipped over. It's that two of the legs have been torn out and the other two legs on the other side were bent over. Mm-hmm. And a quick inspection of those would lead you to believe that's yeah, you'd have to be really strong to do that sort of thing. Florian, you don't even think you'd be capable of something like this without a bunch of aether flowing through your body. Now, would a raptor fit into a space like this? Absolutely. Would it be able to do something like that? Absolutely. Cool. Cool and great. Smaller, personal, mechanized battle suits are built to enhance one's strength, speed, and capability at the cost of being very heavy most of the time yeah i was gonna say does it with something like that does it also bring the additional like weight of wearing something made out of metal absolutely or does it magically make you lighter no okay wearing green athite emerald athite is um it can have some adverse effects on people if not properly Ooh. insulated I have mine in just a sack. You do. Run, caution to the, uh, the lead man. poisoning has started. <laughs> ah. No, the amounts that Oswald have aren't going to hurt anybody, but making a suit capable of making a lot of metal lighter would is a different story entirely. Yeah. He just, licks uh, them I'll, regularly. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, Oswald, please don't ingest. Mouth feel. <laughs> I just used it. I... I got one of them that's hollow like a straw, and I, I, when, I drink my 12 loco through a when, emerald athite straw. When I say a sack, I mean one that is actually part of my bio, like biological person. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Specifically for carrying things like yes. this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nature's pocket. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> This is how we find out that Oswald's been to prison like a lot. <laughs> you don't. don't There's think. a whole can of Four Loco in there too. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do in Oracle Zero? This is the first thing you notice when you come in through the doors here. Is there? So obviously the other parts of that we've been to have been pretty thoroughly cleaned, but this is where some sort of fight took place. Is there maybe more stuff left behind in this area by by the previous inhabitants? Olivia, you looked like you wanted to say something. You said that there were scraps of paper. Was that just like an anachronism? Is no. there actually paper here? Yes. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't that be weird? That is. Oh. Okay, I'd like to pick them up, please. Yeah. It's garbage. It, there's nothing written on... It's like little bits of burnt paper here and there. It it is weird like, that that it was on paper, paper and not stick it together like a puzzle. Well, if it's burnt, then you don't think there's anything of huh. at least in the the initial scraps you find. There's nothing. It's like oh, and this scrap is clearly a piece of some research paper. It's literally just there's nothing on it. It's like blank paper got burst out through the room and burnt slightly. Oh. I, and I am now realizing, like, if we have bad reception, it could also just be that, like, tech was 
being weird down here. I, mm. Things take me a second to figure mm. out. It's fine. <laughs> how would you that solved my a... paper puzzle. <laughs> yeah, but how would that affect a mech suit, I wonder? That's a good question. Let's find I mean, out. Our, our suits <gasps> are ethereally powered, yeah. so it's not disrupting those yet. <laughs> that we know of. <sighs> I guess we should just poke around and see if we can get a better idea of what specifically went down in this room. Obviously, a mech did some damage, but yeah. Now, this type of like, like ransacking via this mech I, I don't know if it, it like seems that way to anyone else but it, like it looks like it's going through and looking for something yeah that's yeah. what i was thinking too so i wonder what they found or didn't find so there was damage all the way down the uh way we came up this way mm -hmm. we weren't able, were we able to determine that it was the damage was done from this thing going down or coming back up tough to or say if there's yeah you saw that, or Florian noted that even, the even with that twenty. What I was about to say was, was that like yeah. the damage you saw indicated that this thing hit the gangway leading down at speed. Okay. So, unless they were literally thrown down the stairs, you don't know what would be capable of doing that in a research lab run by a bunch of college professors. Yeah, unless one of them is Doctor Bruce Banner. Uh, you don't think <laughs> you, you think they probably did both. Yeah, I guess if there's not really like much of like if I mean, if they if the scientists grabbed everything, then maybe we just need to follow the damage to immediately turn around and go back downstairs. I don't I mean, we could we could follow the damage the other way and see where this thing how how it got down here, I suppose. But. Um, I mean, if we're in here, can we do like a thorough search of this place? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming we have to roll for it. Yep. I would like it if somebody at least took the lead on that roll. If others want to assist, they absolutely can. I can, again, do another survival tracky. Hmm. Sure. If I were to assist, would it have to be survival or could I use investigation? Uh, you would have to use at least the baseline talent that's being used here. So it would be survival. Yeah. As opposed to if you use investigation, which the baseline for that is perception. Yes. Yes. Then others would be able to help you with perception if they had it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can... So we can both if we both did it and then, you know. I don't know if, if our two friends. That's probably. Are that I'll let probably you know. Better. Yeah. I'll let you know right now. I don't have either. <laughs> I have perception. That's okay. So then maybe Amari and Oswald should search together, and Florian can also do a separate search. Because let's break this down mechanically just for the. We're still playtesting this system. This yeah. is true. Pooling your resources can offer a higher result, offering a better quality of information that you might find. But differentiating your roles could offer you different types of information. So what you roll in survival could give you different information than what you might find with an investigation role. That's Very exactly true. why I, yeah. Great. Then let's do that. Come on, Damari. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I'm not great at this. You've got an extra D6, um, D6? coming your way. I'll yep. go ahead and roll that. Meanwhile, is uh, Shay doing anything? I'm sitting in the corner doing a pick crew. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do, did you roll the, the D6 or do you want me to roll it? As well. uh, I rolled the D6. Gotcha. Okay. She's like, nothing in here works. It's so boring. <laughs> and I'll say Play the baseline. All my apps in the offline mode. We're looking for here is 15 for both of these rolls. Oh, okay. Yes, I got a 16. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> That's without any aether, too. Mm-hmm. 12 plus 3. 15 exactly. Nice. Nice. If you wanted to add to those rolls, you might get more information, but at at least the baseline, you both have succeeded. I'm okay. The survival check, you discover a bit more about the the motion of the conflict here. You discover that, yeah, it's clear that more than one, you think, raptor mech suit was involved in this conflict. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm. Based on some of the damage you see and some of the just subtle signs around the tables. It's very clear that there were at least two of them. Now, in conflict with one another, or just two that made this two? initial assault. Okay. Are there um, are there like any scorch marks on the walls, like from aether blasts and stuff? So they were like actively firing. Gonna get to that, yeah. And there's also clearly blood stains here as well. So people died here, or at least were injured. very much yeah. injured. Yeah, it's a sad place. There this is place no sign. Yeah, there is no sign of heavy ordnance here, though, as opposed to the other building. So whatever arms were used here were fairly standard, etheric-based weaponry. The signs you see, you think there were probably four or five people that got attacked here. Or, or died here, anyway. Mm-hmm. Just based on some of the, like, spatter Basing patterns. Yeah. 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 And that's about all you can tell with that roll. Oswald, your investigation would lead you to find, near the back of this facility, there is a large data terminal. Doesn't have power, but it is built into this facility and clearly couldn't be packed away. Terminal. Oh, hey, Shay. I think I found something for you to do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, look at this. It's also a thing that doesn't work. Cool. True. I believe Nah, I'm just you. kidding. I know what you mean. I'll put my battery... I'll, uh, you know, infect it with my battery pack. That's not yes. the right word, but I get you. Why not? All right. So you plug your battery pack into it. Fairly easy to do. Booting up this terminal, you find that it is the controls for the facility essentially oh hell yeah lights shit oxygen all that all that good stuff turning on the oxygen would probably be pointless well, that we're although this room is airlocked yeah 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 because okay because yeah. i didn't because i didn't manage to <laughs> wedge the <laughs> oh door yeah that's open. right <laughs> uh yeah let's turn on the oxygen in this room <laughs> okay the so pressurization will take a few minutes, but you can absolutely do that. And it will yeah, repressurize the room. Yeah, while that's booting up, yeah, like turn the lights back on. 
And you could turn on the gravity in this room as well. Apparently this research lab has gravity yeah, panels not? built in underneath it. Nobody's on the ceiling, yeah? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I mean, cool. we could be. Like, like, look over to Oswald, who is clearly on the ground? What? <laughs> we could be. We don't know. Perhaps they worked up there. You standardize the gravity, and you turn on the lights, and you start the pressurization. And within a few minutes, this place has light and gravity and air. All things you need nice. to be comfortably without a spacesuit. Yeah. Put that oxygen on pause. As you do all of this, something that becomes very clear very quickly is the lights are disrupted in the same pulse as your communications are. With that boom, boom, wom, 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 wom. They don't totally shut off, but they get dimmer and brighter, dimmer and brighter in that pulse. So is there a chance, or like as the, before we take our helmets off, because you said we have like a heads up display, is mm -hmm. there like a kind of staggering of how well the room is pressurizing too? Like, is it affecting the oxygen systems potentially? That seems to be a more, I mean, that's physics. That's air pressure, and it, etherics doesn't, might power that system, but the actual, that's, like... That's what I meant, like, is it stuttering, yeah. like, on and off as it's pressurizing? But I, I guess or maybe our heads-up displays wouldn't be able to tell yeah, that. Yeah, if because, it is. Yeah. What your heads-up displays do tell you is when it's safe to take your helmets off. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It just it feels like it could be bad if it gets worse all of a sudden. We have our um, suits. Yeah. If you need them. And your suits have about a half hour's worth of oxygen left. So it's probably best that we turn on, uh, rely on the local uh, source yeah. of oxygen. Can we look through, is there, I assume the database any databases or anything like that would have been wiped. You want to poke around on this terminal? No. I suggest that our wizard friend does so. Okay. No, no, no. I've also, got it. I've got it. So you got it. <laughs> You're going to shoot oh. it. Also, like, any uh, secure, nice. security footage, if it's still on there? Ooh. Oh, yes. yeah. Or like, or like a map of the facility. Oh, yes, yes. I'm going to need an Aether Tech roll, I think. Yeah, have my voice. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'd love some help. Oh, of course, yes. You, you two have, help. you do have done this a couple times, and I am just imagining Oswald being like, "Look in that file there." Look at <laughs> one. How many people um, can assist in one of these things? One of these them their checks. As their many checks. as have an applicable skill. Yeah. Just aether tech or talent. Yeah, just aether tech. If you don't have anything more specialized, extra, yeah. Do you want an extra? You want an extra D six? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. No yeah, here you go. Yeah, fuck it up. Yeah. No, no, no. Look in that file. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking up uh, just basic information on this. Uh, looks don't like don't this don't listen to Oswald. Uh, don't listen to Oswald. <laughs> oh no, the D sixes cancel out. <laughs> <laughs> They're both ones. Oh no, mine was a one. Uh, oh, uh, both of yours uh, no my my uh my talent or my uh tactic was uh, by the way which uh, but... tactic did you use oh cleverly fair enough 
Uh, but yes, you two were basically useless because, let's see, Amarius was a one and Oswald was a two. Nice. Our, our baseline here oh, for hacking a... this system is was a 20, by the way. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Brutal. Mm, cool. Cool, 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 cool. You said like yes. an eight? I got a 10. <laughs> Guess who's oh, rolling? Avoid dice. <laughs> no, it's I think it's like a tracks it. That's good. Fuck me running. What'd you get? Is it a nine? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so put another one in there. Yeah. Another one in the tank. Another one in the tank. All right. So yep, our total dude. is 25. 25. All right. Now with just one more. Beans. Just one. Just five more. You can get to 30 and get that good, good critical. Okay. As you are breaking into this system, it's like trying to hack the digital readout on like an irrigation system that's on the side of a house. You're essentially trying to get to connected autonomous. This is why the role was so hard. You're doing something that this system is not designed to do. Yeah. It's designed to turn on the lights and turn mm -hmm. on the air and gravity. But you're basically opening up like command lines on that system to try <laughs> to get more information out of whatever associated systems it might have been a part of and you do and yeah the reason i have to i don't know what the void dice represent narratively the but... void dice represent narratively the fact that you are beginning to sense that thrumming at the in like your etheric senses it's just like a, 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 a kind of a a throbbing nerve just behind your ear. Oof. Yeah. And like it's, you know, in the, the scene, it's like Oswald, since their dice rolls were so low, I am just going to say that they were like suggesting dumb shit for me to do. And I'm trying to tone them out, like trying to drown them out. Um, and the thrumming just sort of gets more present uh, as their voices fade out. That's good. Right. Yeah. Try one 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 one. No, that didn't work. Okay. One 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 two. <laughs> and their They're voices not entering digits. <laughs> thankfully, aren't being modulated by the thrum, so maybe it's a little more apparent now. Yeah. As something you can just sense. But getting into this system, you find that it was at one time connected to a security system that for all intents and purposes, no longer exists. Yeah. But there is old data that was connected to that security system that you can access. And that includes logs of whose comings and goings through different airlocks. So like anytime an airlock had to pressurize, you have a record of that. Nice. You also have certain records about the weight of things that was brought into the research lab via the, the lift. Mm -hmm. So when the lift moved, it had to recalibrate to different weights and it used different amounts of power based on the weight that was being settled onto it. So you can see when excessively heavy stuff was brought up or back down into the lab and certain patterns Ooh, nice. can emerge from there. Hell yeah. The last thing you have access to is command lines from 
whoever the administrator was of this system. So you have access to their security codes that were logged into this system. Those might be useful elsewhere in this facility. You don't know. Yeah. I tell Florian to write them down. Yeah. It's, not, it's not something you can write down necessarily. It's a, a frequency. Oh. oh, a frequency, not like a password. Okay. How, how a lot of things in terms of... It, it is a password of sorts. It, it's a, a a wave pattern that someone can produce via their etherics to gain access to things. Oh, so this is going to cool. be one of those. So now you can recognize that signature, and it's essentially like a, a secret knock, but with your etherics. Yeah. And I can duplicate that? Replicate yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. As a wizard, you're more than capable of doing something like that. Oh, okay. Somebody less used to practiced etherics might be tricky, but for a wizard, oh yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, that's what you get. Nice. Uh, things that would stand out would be that there was a massive airlock malfunction at a specific date that you would recognize as the date of the attack here. Apparently, Mm. that hole in the wall used to be an airlock. Oh, okay. So the airlock into the habitation area just got destroyed. Okay. You can also see that there were a few anomalous entries into this location. Insofar as the time that they're recorded at leaving or entering seems weird. Just an odd time of day for someone to leave or enter. And it happens a week before the attack. Okay. So somebody, it seems, came and went at an odd hour a week before the attack. And there's no record of who was in this facility like Not on this going. system, no. No. Yeah. With the weight of the lift, you can see that about a month before the attack, something incredibly, at the very least, incredibly dense was brought up out of the dig site. And then almost an hour later was brought back down. It's the same weight. Those are the bits of information that stick out within regards to those. There's more data you could probably sift through, but that would take time. Yeah. That's what you got. All right. I will, you know, obviously I've imported all of that information to my cohorts. Okay. You're welcome. What? For for my for my assistance. Remember how I assisted when you did yeah yes. i wouldn't call that Instrument. assistance you act, guys were actually both pretty useless on that one well i you know i was trying but Amari no i kept suggesting clicking on that one folder and that's not the right no, folder clearly we needed to go to the other part of the system but hey I mean, I don't think there were any folders <laughs> hey Florian, how are you doing over here as I'm walking away from these two idiots over What here? am I doing? I'm doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. It didn't help. <laughs> Dog, I tried to help you. I didn't roll the dice. They're cursed no matter what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so I don't know zero. what else we're going to gain from this, this, this particular room. Yeah, so. I, I think it's I time to go down. Follow the carnage down. This reaccessing all of this would give you a chance to refill your oxygen tanks if you want to. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Always yeah. Yes, please, if we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Now that the oxygen and pressure is back on in this room, there are clearly some places by the airlock that would lead outside from this location where you can refill your O2 canisters. Easy enough. So you've got an hour of oxygen left back in this whole situation. Going back down the stairs, you are reintroduced to the wonky gravity. But there's lights on down here now. No. Oh. Was the airlock system, or the, was the oxygen system, uh, Shay, did you turn it on in, like, every place it can be turned on from that? So, like, if there is anything down there that is still pressurized, we can maybe also have that be pressurized? There didn't seem to be any differentiation. Anything it was just that was... oxygen on, oxygen off. Okay. But All right. Based on how the airlock interacts, you would assume that it is not pressurized on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And you quickly discover that that's true. And yeah. Yeah. I just meant if there was like another like little pod down there somewhere. But if there is, you don't know about it. Yeah. And there's probably archaeological reasons for not reintroducing oxygen to places that haven't had it in a long time. You come back out and you find it is well lit in here, though. Little panels that were all but invisible in the darkness that you were walking through that are glued to the ceiling. Not glued, they're just kind of sticky little pads that get stuck there and turn on with light when given a signal. Are alight every ten meters or so. Still dim in places down here, but it is way better than walking around with just little beams of light attached to your person swinging back and forth. The quiet is still a problem, and the weird pulses are now back in all of your voices as you use your personal comms. And the lights down here are doing that thing where they're growing dimmer and brighter based on the pulses. Ugh, I'm gonna get a migraine. And as you come back out, you can see, looking down, that it's actually more dramatic the lower you go. You can see the lights at the bottom of this ramp are almost going completely out with every pulse and then coming back on. So, uh, I would just like to mention that I hate that. It's pretty bad. So but I guess, north? but we gotta go down there, so... <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Okay. Heading down the gangway and onto the spiraling ramp leading down. Like I said, you notice the shift in lighting as you get lower and lower it becomes dimmer and dimmer with each pulse until when you're nearing the bottom it goes dark dark light dark dark light dark dark do you go all the way down yeah yeah as well i think we gotta okay my gun is super drawn. I was I'm just ready, about to say, we need at least some... one. Oh, yeah. I'm standing behind Florian and Amari. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who is leading the way, by the way? <laughs> Gotta be Amari. <laughs> Amari, guns drawn. Are you using your fancy gun or your sidearm? Oh, yeah, a fancy gun. Fancy I, gun. I'd rather try and, if anything jumps out at us, I'd like to shoot it once and have it be dead. <laughs> and try to hit it multiple times. That's totally fair. Mm, so this not like some random person. The shining white rifle that you picked up from a, a weird cyborg in tow, you take point. They're not using it. And that but... wasn't the one you hit with a car? Or that was? That was absolutely was... the one yeah. you hit with a car. Yeah. Manslaughter plus uh, just 
full on theft. Great. Wasn't wasn't a person anymore. Moving down, you get to the bottom of this impact crater. And you can see that the material down here is that dark stone you were inspecting before. Your feet touching it. You can feel the thrum now. It's in the floor. It's a very minor vibration. It's like feeling a truck passing, but only for a couple of seconds every round when it's wum wum. Wum wum. I was also going to say it. It's also that feeling where you're sitting too a little too close to a friend on a couch and they bury one in the cushion and you can kind of <laughs> feel it. Exactly like that. Yeah. Hey, we run a very serious podcast here, okay? <laughs> I just want you to know that. The dark flatulence of this place is apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And as if you try to talk when you're down on this bottom floor, your voices aren't modulated anymore. They are stricken during the pulses. So there are these beats of silence as you try to talk. How are our suits doing during all this? They seem to be doing okay. Comforting. The the thing you're maybe picking up on looking around between the lights and your communications is anything that relies on a signal, like an external wavelength of aether is being affected by this but things that are internally powered and independent seem to be doing okay Mm. so maybe the issue with the paper wasn't that they couldn't write anything down etherically it's that they couldn't send it etherically oh and they tried faxing they haven't because that doesn't exist in this universe it's, made this universe specifically weird. to get rid of faxing. <laughs> some some really, really, really old cog. They're like, back in my day, we faxed. <laughs> okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. Yeah. <laughs> the fax will rise again. Mark my words. Here you can see that there are no hallways. It's just a broad, open space that you've emptied into if you're coming down and your feet touch at the bottom of this crater at the six o'clock point you can look around and at the 12 in the distance you can see the lights just stop at a certain point in that direction there's no flashing there's no pulsing there's just it's dark over there cool that's probably where we should Go. I'm assuming that came through like really, really crack. Like, yep, barely came through. I guess that's we need to go. Shut. I say, pointing over <laughs> in that direction. Just Amari proceeds to give hand signals for everyone, mm-hmm. of which none of them know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like they're. Like military hand signals, yeah. and all of us are like, huh? <laughs> but yes, needless to say, communication is very difficult down here. I mean, those are meant to be pretty. I'm assuming Am- Am- Amari does like eyes on him, and then like, yeah, the same hand signal signaling forward, like, follow me. Oh, no, I don't do any of that. Fuck that. No. <laughs> no, 100%. I do those things. Oh, hey. <laughs> So where are you going, Amari? 
so is this like a this is just a big kind of round space down at the bottom of this impact crater yeah imagine again i keep using the word impact crater and that's maybe not the right word impact hole is probably better it looks like something impacted the surface of the moon and drilled a hole straight through several layers of whatever this building was so yeah so it's relatively like cylindrical going it's not it's it's not straight down no it's it's more like a angled shaft yeah and the only the are there lights going off in any of the other directions where this is at or just just the only dark spot is in the center where this the end of this would be if you're at the six o'clock on this like circle Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you if you look off towards 12, underneath the hanging ceiling, mm-hmm. and beyond that, there is darkness. Around- I guess on the, the 9 to 3, mm-hmm. is there any, like, hallways leading out that way? Yeah. Or is it just, like, a bit, like a... It, it, it appears to be semi-circular cut ridges. You're not quite sure what you're looking at. Like an amphitheater, almost. If your mind goes there, yeah, that that might be a way to put it. <laughs> and you're kind of exiting at the top lip mm-hmm. of the very back row. Yeah, that might be might be a good way to put it. I hate. I hate. That right. somehow made it worse. Yeah, way to center yeah. stage. Yeah, not knowing what this looked like was somehow better. <laughs> better. Yeah. Uh, um, if we, okay. if we, I mean, I assume that our, our flashlight beams aren't like powerful enough to go all the way down here, but if we turn our flashlights on, does it, do those flicker? Yes. False. Uh, it, it's not even that the flashlight itself, it's flickering. It's the light being projected by the etheric lamp that is seemingly dissolving with each pulse and then so trying to reestablish itself like, like alan wake shit right now <laughs> god's tech is weird fuck cool great neat is there um, a way to get a reading of just like what's going on in that in that whole section uh perhaps you know yeah, you know, just stuff. Just reach out and touch. Yeah. How? <laughs> well, like if if Oswald uses his like his Google glasses, I know that's not what they are, and it's also installed in his eyes right now, right? Yeah, in a sense, yeah. If if he tries to do like infrared reading or heat, uh, ether- like, or etheric yeah. heat vision, yeah. Right. <laughs> do they just stop where the lights? stop if you try to get an etheric reading on the area like looking for a th- spikes of aether it is you're looking at static it's just a scrambled mess what were the other vision types these what, things was give it you? In- infrared uh was one Eat signatures yeah i just i figure that his his eyes work like the spy kids glasses now kind of oh, it's more not? that the implants kind of sync up with the glasses when he places them on so that the backs of his glasses kind of like magnetically lock in with the implants that go straight into his head. Yes. Perfect. Great. Mm-hmm. 
perfectly normal. <laughs> Are you trying to look at any of those other wavelengths? Uh, yeah. Okay. Looking at infrared, you can see that there is a big bright spot down below you at the bottom of whatever this amphitheater is. You would think something putting off that amount of heat would be visible based solely on the laws of thermodynamics and how hot things get bright. But when you flick over to infrared, you're seeing the the layered steps of this amphitheater in front of you getting warmer and warmer and warmer until somewhere near the bottom several rows is just white. And that's all you can see down at the bottom is just a big white spot. But when you uh, maybe, like lift up the glasses, it's just dark. Maybe don't uh, step down there. It's, it seems to be quite um, hot, if that is even possible. Mm. I need to invest in some glow sticks. We should leave. But we don't know what's happening. We haven't uh. discovered what they found. So, so again, none of this is coming through. <laughs> Which is why I assume Elliot uh, did the hand signals. Florian will pull out his notebook hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and write Shay, any etherics? And hold it up. Reach out and touch it, Shay. There's no one here to say that. That's just I can't say it out loud. And I feel it. And then and then he 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 turns the notebook away and scribbles something and then flips it back around and there's like a little encouraging looking smiley face. You want to reach out with your wizard senses and try to feel what's happening down there? Yeah. Don't want, but You don't have to do this. I was I mean, yeah, I just <laughs> Yeah. I want to do it carefully if I have to roll for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure you don't have anything in special talent specializations that has to do with your wizard senses right now. No, I'm right. going to get one called reach out and touch eighth, but I don't have it yet. Okay. <laughs> well, would that be under spellcraft or perception? Probably. Oh, perception might be good. You, okay. I feel like you did perception last time you did a aether. Yeah, I think I did. Don't have anything in it. <laughs> so just carefully then. Yeah, I'm just gonna be careful. Gonna throw any aether in there. Thankfully, I upped my careful tactic during mm. downtime. <laughs> So now it's not my least bad one. It's tied for least or for most bad, but throwing any aether in there? I don't have any. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Does it count as a as a fail spectacularly if you only have the tactic? You know, I've given this so... some thought, and it absolutely does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Part of the risk. It is part of the risk. So you rolled a one. I did roll a one. And that Whoa. means you fail spectacularly. At being careful. <laughs> now for the, our I'm listeners. Very, I'm very skilled. <laughs> Failing spectacularly doesn't mean 
that the roll is an automatic failure if you decide to spend <laughs> void dice right that now. Happens. But either way, you either take a condition or I immediately get three void dice and you get to choose which of those things happen. I am going to take a condition so I can get a fucking pencil out of here. And I do think that I joked earlier that Shay is going to get a migraine from the, the lights. Um, and I do think that that is what happens. Not that they get it from the lights specifically, but they do now have a migraine. Yes, yes, they do. As you reach out with your etheric senses and attempt to touch whatever it is, feel whatever it is down there, your senses pulse in time with the rhythm of this heartbeat, whatever it is. They stutter and falter in time with it. And there is this almost inertia to the reaching because you have to push past that stuttering. It makes you try a little bit harder. And then it's almost like something grabs your senses and starts pulling and your awareness is brought away and down towards the center of this place and you have this feeling of of whirling of blending this sensory overload of spinning vertigo some kind of horrific orbit that your senses are sent on spinning though your body is stationary your feelings your sensory perceptions of things are whirling around at this horrific velocity imagine the sensation of being on a tilt-a-whirl if you're standing still your body thinks you're moving at a terrible speed and being spun out in every direction at once, but you're still remaining still. So your eyes are open, focused on lights and your friends and the shapes around you, but everything else in your body is telling you that you're just spinning and flailing, and it feels like you're about to be vaulted in a direction, but it's in every direction, all at once. Something down there is whirling the etherics like a centrifuge. And now you're stuck in it. And unless it stops, you feel like your senses are going to get farther and farther out from this orbit, and you don't know what happens if you can't see your body anymore, if you can't feel yourself anymore. What happens if your senses just keep spinning out and away? You don't know. <laughs> I've had panic attacks like that. <laughs> Whatever this is, it's it's spinning you out, Shay. Unless it stops, you don't know what's going to happen. And I like, am I just, so I'm not incapacitated, or no, am I? But you have this horrible migraine and sense of vertigo. It's, logically, you know you're in your body, you can take steps, yeah. but every, your inner ear is going wild right now. Yeah. Oh, criminy. So, the rest of you see Shay frozen in place, turning this 
not so nice shade of green. Uh, I, hey, I made a joke. Like a I just, yeah, like shake, shaking baby syndrome. No, can I just like, like <laughs> grip Shay's shoulders and like kind of? I won't shake violently, but just like a little kind of, like, are you okay? Jostle. I'm assuming it doesn't do anything. I mean, I like it's bad. <laughs> um. And Shay, when you start shaking your head, there's that moment where you just like the shaking gets bigger and bigger, and well, you kind of have to I will, force yourself. To... Uh, yeah, no, I like I like grab their face and like hold them still. <laughs> and just look at Amari and Oswald and do a like uh gesture because again we can't hear each other right now. Like a gesture, to, like over the shoulder, like let's let's get out of here. The thumb should leave. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. I'm picking them up. We're doing it. And you start to leave? I guess. If that's I mean I want to go figure out what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I can we'll, always we'll come back. As you start to walk away, Shay, you feel this cold detachment beginning as you drift farther and farther away oh. from your own perception. Oh. Bad. Yeah. Oh, I will like if Shay like Clutches at Florian, Florian, like grabs Oswald and, like, you know, does something to get Amari's attention. Uh, just like, wait, wait, wait. I'll do the do the hold on gesture. And what? Um, Ten of what? <laughs> uh, and I will somehow signal, like, don't, like, we can't leave. Okay. And if you keep your conversation, like, one or two words there are moments in the pulses where you can say things. it's it's i know but it's quicker to just gesture sure i mean um, we can we can all see each other's faces right yeah like absolutely. there's a yeah so i like we can mouth the word can't leave or whatever yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah like yeah shit i i'm gonna set shay down and i'm gonna oh god go back towards it Start heading I'm just down gonna, the I'm just gonna, yep, blindly poke around and see if I can't switch this thing off. Whatever it is. And there are Whatever's some, happening. There's some lights down here. It's just the farther down you get, the less there are. So, yeah. the first well, but few I mean, I'm rows a, you get down, I'm, there are bits of light that you can navigate it, by. I, I just... I figure the thing that is doing this is in the dark, so uh, does it get hot as I get down here? No. Oof. Great. Awesome. How is the, the further down we go, how is gravity feeling? Does it not feel affected at all? It seems to be intensifying. <laughs> From like moon, how hoppy, bouncy gravity to more normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like not increasing past a normal amount of gravity not yet not, not yet, yet. Okay. how far down do you go florian i'm gonna go until i hit something okay. well uh, before we reach the darkness because uh, i assume we haven't reached that yet uh, perhaps this is before you step ah. beyond the ah. bit ah. oh the Event Horizon. Um, <laughs> Great movie. Love it. Love that film. 
Look. Boom. Say it. Shay's going to also, I'm also going to start making my way closer to it. Does that make my whole thing worse? No, it actually gets better. Yeah, kind of what I, kind of what I figured. You, we you're... pick Shay up and throw them at the darkness. Take them. Your sensory Yeet. input centers the further down you get. And Florian, do you stop at Oswald's insistence or do you keep pressing? I don't know down? what an event horizon is. Sure, so no. <laughs> can, I, can, can I like try and throw something into the darkness and see if it like stops there, like right at the point of funny thing about darkness, you cannot see once it enters yeah. it. <laughs> I attack the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Magic missile. Florian. Uh, yep. When you reach what you've been told is the bottom three rows by Oswald's perception, where he saw it was getting the hottest, your heads-up display is telling you that it's safe to breathe here. Oh. That sucks. <laughs> oh. That's... I still can't see. It's Do you like keep walking? Totally as of right now, yeah. it's getting almost totally pitch black. But yeah, as you've entered I'm... the last, like, three steps down, it's no, near no, darkness, li- and gravity is literally normal. Literally, like, 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 when you have to go, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you have to, like, make your way down the stairs without turning any lights on, it's that. Mm-hmm. What are the rest of you doing as Florian is descending into it's darkness? Disappears. Um, Following. Well, yeah, here's the thing. I, I I would definitely be doing the thing where I've got my hand on Florian's back. You know, just mm-hmm. like, hey, like if I can't see you, at least I'll you know like touch. We can rely on that. Oswald. Oh yes, I'm not letting Florian uh, wander by themselves. Not, okay. not letting Florian discover the event horizon. Exactly. Yes. So have I gotten to the point where it says there's oxygen? If you're right next to Florian, yeah. 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 Do I have anything? Did, we, did do, you take some scraps of paper? Do our comms, like, can I say, whoa, like, into the comms, whoa, whoa. Does yeah. it do you have still? Do you ha- can, I, can I borrow some scraps of paper from you? I mean, it's pitch black. So if there's oxygen, I can start a fire. First, do our comms work so that Omari can ask that. Barely. Mm. I tap on your shoulder. We can't see each other, right? Mm-mm. You start. <laughs> you start patting down Florian to find the paper. <laughs> Florian, give me your journal. I need. I this mean, shit right now. hey, listen. Florian does have a fire starter kit on him because he's a weird mountain man. <laughs> do you keep going down these stairs florian yeah okay. like amari tries to stop me and i'm like okay i'm gonna keep going <laughs> mm-hmm. with the was it the infrared that was like lighting up like a sun that was the one or yeah. was it the okay with that vision on i guess that would be blinding mm-hmm. uh how we're not in the quote-unquote brightest part of the... You're in the last couple of steps before you hit the bottom, and then it was just white. Can I try and just toss something into the brightest part before we step in? You can't even see anything. Ah, uh, gods. 
and Florian takes those last couple of steps and hits the bottom. Not that anyone would see this necessarily happening, but Florian, gravity is normal here. Your All the readings on your helmet say that there's air. And as you take the last couple of steps, you find yourself suddenly in a dimly lit chamber. Hell oh, yes. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess we just all, if they're all following right behind me. Amari, you're right behind Florian with a hand mm -hmm. on his shoulder, and you find yourself in this dimly lit central chamber of some kind of stage, maybe? You don't, you have no idea. Looking around, you see walls of dark stone, and there is a platform or dais in the center of this chamber. You are comms work now. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Any, in fact, your heads-up displays go dead. Oh, well, I'll I'll turn mine off. That like, do I immediately suffocate? Was no. it lying to me? It's a. And Shay, as you good. enter the space, suddenly you feel centered, and you <sighs> maybe see the source of the spinning suddenly, because on the dais. Or hovering above the dais? Or part of the dais? It's really difficult to say exactly where one ends and one begins. But there is a star chart of some kind floating in the air above this platform. But it's not floating because there are these little strands of dark stone coming up and out of the platform and down from the ceiling where you see a mirrored pedestal of some kind and like some kind of tremendously delicate wireframe model this star map rotates and it appears to be of the dragon's wake galaxy uh... well it's unfortunate that we have to blow it up it's just nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. there are two points that are alight with light and Shay you can tell that your senses are kind of locked on those points. What you were feeling was the orbital velocity of a planet. Oh. Oh, oh boy. Man. Remind me to get better at etherics. Standing here and close, you're less detached from it. So standing right below it, you can feel that velocity, but it's... I mean, if you're standing on a planet, you don't feel the velocity. Yeah. It takes some work, but you can detach your senses from those points of light. So there's two of them alight. Mm -hmm. Which ones do I? Can I tell? A little bit of work based on the positioning. If you had to guess, you would say one is Arlgev, and the other is Akalar. Hmm. Weird. Weird. What the children of Atir found here was a map. But a map a to map what to is what? going to have to wait till <laughs> next time. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D &D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff so come hang out you can find me on twitter at elliot c lewis 
I'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.